Hey guys, welcome back to Beauty School Bobby. Today, I'm so excited to be at Beleza Salon and Spa in Knoxville, Tennessee with some of my favorite people. So I'm here today with Marwan, Regina, and Michael, the owners of Beleza Salon and Spa, and I cannot wait to talk to them. So welcome back to the show, guys. Well, thank you for thank having you. us. So last time that we recorded, we did like an hour and a half long episode as a podcast. So for anyone who has not seen that yet, definitely, or listened to that yet, definitely go check that out. Today, I want to retell your story a little bit because you guys are so wonderful and I have so much to share about you. Um, so I want to kind of jump into the history of Blaza. So talk to me a little bit about when you opened um, and kind of what's been happening gradually, you know, throughout the last how many years now? 27? 20? 28. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. So tell me how I this, remembered. <laughs> so tell me how this all started. Well, just uh I was just wanting to get out on my own and have a salon that I could um, have education and that we could work together as a family and just something really fun and exciting and to be very artsy and and just to share a journey with um, people who wanted to be on that same kind of path. And uh, so we opened 28 years ago, February 1st. Oh my gosh, so you yes. just celebrated your 28th. We just oh celebrated gosh. it, and uh, it was really just me and a couple of hairdressers and my mom who uh, kind of helped me out, you know, doing the tiles and sweeping the floor and answering my phones and anything and everything I needed her to do because I was so busy, you know, just building the business and the brand that I didn't have time to really manage, so yeah. she kind of did that, and and it kind of worked out, and here we are today. Yeah, so how many in your, I always like to ask when we um, have a bigger salon, because we're going to do a salon highlight, so everyone will get to see the salon, um, but how many people did you start out with? How many chairs did you have when you first opened? Uh, the salon that I first opened, it had 12 styling stations, two um, manicure tables, and I had a small room that uh, we did massage and facials in, but we only um, could do maybe facials two or three days a week and massage, you know, the other time. Yeah. Because we could only have one person at a time in that room. And that's kind of how it started. Um, and like I said earlier, we just had a couple of hairdressers. I had an assistant, one other hairdresser working with me. That's awesome. And after about four and a half years, I had about 12 people. And um, that's when Marwan kind of joined me and rescued me. Yeah. So you all, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, you all are married. <laughs> we were just talking about this before we recorded. So you all were married for how long? Was it like 10 years before you came into, before you went into business together? Or was um, it quick? Three months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so not long. You jumped in right We did away. everything fast. Yeah. <laughs> when we opened the salon. <laughs> I love We actually that. got yeah. married, um, October 31st of 92, and we opened the salon, I think, Regina opened in February 1st of 93. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then years later, Michael comes in, and Michael comes into the picture. So you had graduated beauty school. Did you come directly to Beleza yeah. um, from beauty school? Yeah, so this is the only salon. salon. And how long have you been in? 
this year will be 20 years. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. And I know I'm really not just trying to like flatter you on camera, but like it's really crazy to me because I still feel like we're the same age. So it doesn't seem weird. Right. Like it seems weird that you've been here for 20 years. I tell people I started dressing here at 17. Yes, exactly. That's we'll go with that. <laughs> I love that. So did you ever see that salon owner was going to be a part of your path, or did no, you always I, kind of know that that's a direction you wanted to go? Not really at first. And then we had a team training event where we were all in Cancun, Mexico, and we took the salon down there. And they had opened it up that anyone who would want to like join them, uh, you know, to open up another salon or partner up or whatever. And so I looked around the room thinking, who's going to be the first one to do this? That's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and this this ride has been a little wild for you, obviously, over what you guys have gone through, what the industry as a whole has gone through over the last year. Um, so in that time, I just kind of like to get a feel. What do you think you've taken away like most from the last year? Are you just so grateful for the clients you have? Like, oh, What do you think the biggest thing has been? Most like, definitely. Like, very grateful for the people that still come in to see you on a regular basis. Yeah. For sure. I think that you're head of you're over the education here, correct? Like for okay, so you guys do this as a joint effort. Um, education, have you guys just been full steam ahead um, with your classes? Has that been altered at all, or are you still? In the very beginning, it was altered because we were closed for six weeks. Mm -hmm. So during those six weeks, we kind of started getting back into the classes. We we're doing Zoom classes with our you know assistants, uh, and then we're back to doing. Good. That's awesome. I know you were probably so anxious to get back in person we and get back it. to that. Yeah. And they missed it too, honestly. Yeah, I think it's something where you guys kind of get, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a second, but where you guys have your outlet, the thing that makes you happy. I think um, we've talked about this a lot before is that moment of teaching somebody else um, is such a high and it's such a great part of what you all get to do is for to teach somebody something and have that moment where they get it and it clicks and you know that's an important feeling for you. So not being able to do that in person, I'm sure was, I'm sure it was hard. I'm sure it was like hard not to have that. Ooh, so. Yeah, it's totally hard when you're trying to teach someone on a computer and you're demoing, but you can't really see what they're doing. Yeah. So really, it took a couple of people to do the classes, really. Yeah. Well, glad we're back to normal. Glad we're kind of somewhat getting back to a little yeah. bit normal. So, um, yes. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk to you about what the last year has looked like for you guys. Um, what it has looked like. I mean, obviously, we all kind of had to learn and adapt um, just from the salon looking a little bit different. What has been like the big, the biggest change for you on, on the business side or running the business? Well, the hardest thing in the last year was it was it was something completely new. None of us had any experience whatsoever. Um, so the reality is we, we just had to do something, start like almost from zero. Okay, where do we go here? Um, the hardest thing is really minimizing. Here you go, you have, you, you've done for the last 20 years all these systems in order to do, to be welcoming when somebody comes, you know, into your business to, you know, have all your facility to accommodate certain amount of people and all of a sudden we can't do that. Mm -hmm. So we had to redo everything in the facilities basically to accommodate less people. We had to make sure that um, we run an atmosphere um, that was very safe for our employees, for our clients and for us as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we made the commitment that if we do this, we're gonna make sure we do it the right way. Yeah. So um, when we were closed, um, for about five and a half, six weeks, we probably had, I think, in the neighborhood of about eight to ten meetings with our staff during that time. 
Wow. We had more meetings during that time yeah. than we ever had. So we kept our, and, and all the meetings were involved based on what are we going to do, how we're going to reopen, how our staff was going to be taken care of monetarily, mm -hmm. how, what are we going to do as a business and when we reopen, how we're going to take care of clients. Uh, we formed committees to make sure we go through every procedure we do to make sure, um, you know, the sanitation was there, you know, make sure we can social distance. Uh, we had to actually been out in the beginning, every other chair. Then we brought barriers. Then we created a new color airs. I mean, we did all kind of stuff to just basically revamp our business. Mm -hmm. it, it's been challenging, and I'm sure it will remain challenging. But fortunately for us, really, um, we've been able to, you know, be no less than about 20%, a little bit than down uh, for the whole period. And that's been a blessing. Yeah, industry-wide, it's usually a lot. The percentage is a lot higher, so yeah, it, double. It, so that's great. And it's it's so positive. And I think it probably speaks to a lot of you guys, including your team on this, and it being a joint effort and not being just something that you all needed to decide. And you all were saying, hey, we're doing X, Y, Z. It was as a team. And I think that that definitely has to help and has to play into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we had to make the big decision exactly what we wanted to be, but we wanted them to be involved and make sure that they were part of the solution also. Yeah. So they, you know, they helped us dramatically. I mean, we cannot do, honestly, all three of us cannot do everything on our own. Right. We've been very fortunate. We have some very key people that have been with us for a long period of time, yeah. you know, at Beleza. And, um, you know, that's what makes it much easier to operate. Yeah. And, and, and their well-being is very important for us. You know, we are the owners, but also, um, you know, they're, they're our friends. The majority of the people that work here are our friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we socialize with them outside of here. At the same time, we work with them. We want to make sure they were safe. Yeah. You know, so that was the priority number one that we, we operated under. So are our clients. Yeah. We wanted to make sure. And, and honestly, knock on wood, not to say it's not going to happen, it, but it might definitely happen. We haven't had any one case of transmission from here the whole year we've been open. That's and we wonderful. see a lot of people. We have over 100 and some people a day in the facility. Wow. That's really, really incredible. So, I mean, you know, we have all our procedures in place. We, we're very religiously, I mean, following them to the T. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. When I really like you know that, that you... <laughs> you what? <laughs> you're, the one, me. <laughs> you're the guy you're the procedure guy right like you're the one that's I am X, the operation y, person yes. you cannot tell right I'm not a, no I'm the creative Somebody guy <laughs> I am the creative guy <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to do it, and it's obviously right. working for you guys. So, and I know we were talking to, I mean, you've tried to make sure that your staff is taken care of through this time. So Absolutely. I know that you had mentioned that you're still paying um, if COVID, if they need to be out due to COVID. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a federal law that happened. You know, any company could pay their employees and recover it later. Yeah. Uh, we're actually extending it to the end of the year because the program ends awesome. March. Mm -hmm. So we were even extending it to the end of the year. We wanted to make sure we create a safe environment. At the same time, we understood that this is our livelihood. Mm -hmm. You know, it's our employees' livelihood. Yeah. We want to make sure they can make money. Yeah. So we did not want to create any question. If somebody's feeling sick, mm -hmm. they go tested, they quarantine at home during their whole time, they get paid. Yeah. Um, they, they sit at home and they get paid. So we wanted to make sure they keep all their friends, all their coworkers, all their clients safe at the same time. Yeah. And that was the only way we can make that happen. So, yeah, we pay them. And honestly, this was very challenging. In the beginning, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit fortunate. I have a lot of family that's overseas. So I, I could see what was happening overseas and I kind of knew that it was going to happen. So we went to the bank to borrow money before even we were even closed. There was no way they were loaning us money. Wow. They, I mean, our banker said, listen, uh, we've been dealing with you guys for a long time. We know you, you're good, everything, but here's the key. The rule is no money is being loaned right now unless there's a collateral or, uh, you know, we wait till the Fed decide what's going to happen because wow. they knew the Fed were going to do something. Right. So we really, we had a very tough meeting, all three of us at our house. I mean, I'm sure they're shaking their head. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. We put our house on its collateral. And we're like, we're going to get money. So that was the only way we could get money to keep make sure that we can operate and we can keep our employees. So we put our house as collateral. That is incredible. I did not know that. That's we we amazing. had to. We didn't have a yeah. choice. But, sure I mean, honestly, we wanted to make sure we, our business, our yeah. livelihood was going to be taken care of. Wow. And we can operate till things clear up. Yeah. Well, that's so amazing that you were so proactive. And I'm sure, I mean, the staff has to be I'm so grateful. And this is something that we we talk about a lot is there's just a different energy. Um, I love you all. And you can feel it just like coming in. Like you guys are so special. Um, and not all salon owners are like that. You've created this family environment, which is the number one thing that I always, you know, tell students is it's a family there, you know, and you have to fit. Um, and it's not just like you're going to go in and it's not a fit for everybody. You know, it has to be, um, you all have to fit with them. They have to fit with you. Um, you all have kind of been a little bit different in the area. Um, there's definitely been a shake up in the industry. So it's a conversation that is happening industry-wide across the country, across the world right now um, of salon suites opening and um, more stylists kind of going out on their own, which I'm sure is maybe good for some people. You all haven't had that shift yet. It seems like most of your employees that were you know, here five years ago are still here. Um, and so talk to me kind of about why you think that is and what you think is happening right now in the industry and where you see it going um, here in the next couple of years. Um, I mean, there is no doubt that the suites is, you know, has been a phenomenal in our industry that's been happening probably for the last 10, 15 mm -hmm. years. We actually almost jumped on that bandwagon. We actually bought a building and had a space that was about 7,000 square foot and we were going to open a suite in. And we decided the last second, that's not really who we are and that's not really how we operate. Yeah. So we're not going to do it just because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. So we decided that's not our forte, so we're not going to do it. And I, I think here's the key. I think a lot of responsibilities also fall on the salon owners themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of times when we have adversity happen and all that stuff, you have to learn from them that, it takes always two to tango, you know, it's an old saying, but that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at your employees and, and you got to ask the question, would you work for yourself? I mean, that's the first key question that you need to ask. Any owner need to ask, would I work for myself? And be honest, where are your downfalls? I mean, we have our downfalls. By no means we're perfect. But at the same time, we really mean well. We want the well-being of our employees. We want to make sure they're taken care of. I mean, we offer them retirement, paid vacations. We offer them um, all kind of different programs. They got to make a good living. Um, we don't pay no more or no less than 
most our competition, to be honest. Mm -hmm. We just do it in a different way where all the programs are taken. We have a lot of programs. So, I mean, our employees, if they've been with us for a while, they get up to three weeks paid vacations. And it's whatever their normal pay is. Um, their retirement, we match dollar for dollar up to 3% of their pay. I actually, I've been seeing this because every year we review how they're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a lot of people that have over 100, 200,000, 300,000 in their retirement. And that's an accomplishment for me personally, because mm -hmm. I'm the one who keep pushing them. You got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. So it's not normal in the industry. That's not, I don't think most salons, majority of salons, that's not even a conversation. I think that it's important that it is a conversation. I think like the it's business, very important. like even though it's the beauty industry, like it's, you have to have retirement. You have to be saving. You have to be doing those things. It just isn't stressed as much, I think. Um, but I think that that's awesome. I think it's so great that well, you got to make it a career. You know, if you want them to be in a career field, you got to mm -hmm. give them the tools that they can make it a career. Yeah. So you can't ask somebody to stay and work for you if you're really not taking care of them over the long term. Yeah. Why should they give you all their best years and you don't take care and give them anything in return? Yeah. It's it just unrealistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that speaks to so much of why you have the retention that you have and why it's important. You have to care about the people that you're working right. with. Um, and I think that you guys definitely pour into your employees. And I think that that's great. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, the education, kind of what the apprentice or your associate program looks like here um, and what they can expect. So I know you have the new, um, the new stylist pretty early on, correct? Like they kind of start under you. What does a year um, look like for um, somebody that's coming right out of beauty school? What can they expect from their first year um, at the LASA? Well, it's really just us showing them our way of how to do it. So just getting those systems down pat and just them practicing and, you know, just, uh, just really like owning in on like what takes us above and beyond. And it's the little details and everything, honestly. Yeah, so kind of fine-tuning that first year. <laughs> really getting comfortable in what you're doing in, in, in your skill. You had mentioned that before um, about honing your craft, you know, that first year that you're here to start really specializing. What do you think is important in that first year? Well, I know um, even, you know, back when I graduated, I was so excited to get out and just be creative. You know, that's what everybody wants. They want the fast track and they want to be creative and, you know, they, they want to move as quickly as possible because it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and what you have to realize, though, during that time, that excitement, you really need to work on the fundamentals of how you get to those end results so that you have a great foundation. And once you have that great foundation, that's when the creativity and the, the professionalism all come together. So, you know, getting out of school is, is like the most rewarding thing. And then getting into a program that kind of, like Michael was saying, help you just get better at your skill, but getting that foundation down to where whatever you create or wherever you go or wherever you decide to dress here in the entire world, you can step in there and have confidence, you know, and you can do something extraordinary. Yeah. And I think it, it's hard in the very beginning because you're so excited, you just want to blow out there and do art, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but you have to also, like, just understand it just takes a little bit of time but if you're willing to invest 
a small amount of time growing in a salon, mm -hmm. the career path can be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and like here, um, we have all kinds of other um, opportunities to get into education after that first year, um, to travel all over the United States and abroad. We've been uh, a ton of places. Um, just educating, working with other companies in our industry. Mm -hmm. um, we have people that do that. Uh, photo shoots, we love to get outside and we love to do editorial work. Um, Gosh, we do fashion shows, we do art openings. What else? <laughs> I mean, I feel like you listen. I mean, you even did the drive-in education, yeah, um, which fun. is so fun, so creative. I love that you um, that you put that together, and that you ended up having, um, you know, the drive-in education invited beauty school students. Um, it's so important to be a part of your community right now, and I think that you've done such a good job making sure that you that you stay that way. So, um, or that you're giving back always, even through a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. You all have not stopped. So. Tell Tell me a little bit about why that's important, maybe even more right now. Um, you know, we love to do things for our community. And one thing that I realize, especially after this year of, of dressing hair, I, it's been a very interesting year. I have to say it's probably one of the hardest years mm -hmm. I've ever encountered in my industry. And I've been in this industry a long time. Um, but what I realize is um, professionalism right now is probably one of the most important things that we can do as hairdressers and salon owners and leaders in our community. Mm -hmm. um, people have realized that they miss the salon. They miss coming into the salon. They miss the community that salon offers them just to, to feel safe and to have a great environment and some place that they can escape from everything out there that's it's been kind of draining honestly and uh, we've we've tried throughout the entire year to do several uh, benefits even we've we've been working with like the hospitals mm -hmm. uh, we had a uh, we had a free uh, yeah Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. I'm like, what all have we done? We've done this everything. Is how we need all three. Oh, yeah. We need every we single person to fill in well, these yeah, gaps. We did first I need two other people also. We did first responders and nurses. We did free haircuts and waxing for them. Yes, we're actually getting yes. ready to do a promo that we're partnering. Um, Ingalls asked us if we can do some stuff with them. And uh, we're doing stuff for our nurses. And it's going to be on five radio stations here in the market. And we're giving them away prizes and so day of awesome. beauties and all kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, honestly, the community has been great for us. Um, we've made our livelihood in this community. All our employees make their livelihood in the community. We give back to our community that if the community is good to you, you have to be good back to that community. It's only good citizenship to do yeah. that. And, and we try to be good stewards within our own environment. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. You were speaking about the education and having the movie theater night. Mm -hmm. um, that that's just another example of how we um, bring in our staff. And we had a meeting, and we were talking to the, and Michael and I were talking to the educators, and we were like, "Look, that's one part of our industry that's suffering right now, <coughs> and it's a part that we need to continue because it's exciting to be." 
you know, in a class and learning from other hairdressers. And we were like, we got to figure out how we can bring that, but not only bring that to Beleza, but bring that to other salons or other schools or students or mm -hmm. anybody who would really like to, to enjoy that. And um, it came up in a discussion uh, that somebody had saw that another educator said, hey, how about the movie theater? And we were like, that's a great idea. Let's see if we can make all those pieces work. And and we went right to work on it, and, and we offered that. And we had a pretty good success turnout for that yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, I think so. And I know the, the students that I know that attended were just so grateful to be able to do something. I think all of us are just like reaching for these small moments of normalcy and getting out and getting, even though that's not usually how education yeah. is, just learning something and being a part of seeing other people in the salons and people that are like you. I mean, we're just missing that so much. So having that opportunity to go out, I mean, it yeah. was wonderful. And like you said, not even just for Blaza, like everyone needs this right yes, now. Yes, so we needed it. So great. I love that. And I think it's just so special what you guys do. And I'm, it's one of the reasons that I love you all so much. I mean, giving back, seeing your Instagram stories of driving up to UT Medical Center. I mean, it makes me so proud um, to know that this is the kind of salon that we have in the area. And I think a lot of students start school because they want to give back. They want to help. So I know that it's an important piece of your staff members as well, that they get to give back and do that. So I think it's really wonderful. I think you guys are so special and so well, thankful thank to know you. you. So well, thank you to have you guys here. Well, you know, sure. we're just, we're special only because of the people that, you know, we surround ourselves with, like yeah. you guys yeah. and, and other, our clients and stuff. And a funny story, I'm going back to just working with the community and, and realizing how important it is that we stay open. I had a client that said, you know, I sat down with my husband and we were like re-looking at our finances. And I said, well, whatever you do, put my hair under medical and I was like oh wow <laughs> so it we have a humongous impact on our community mm -hmm. and we we need to really know that everybody in this industry we have something really special to share yeah and we need yeah. to keep sharing it and hopefully we can keep our doors open and we can keep it safe a safe environment. Yeah, I think people realize really quickly in that quarantine that it's, it's. I mean, we've heard this so much. I hear it all the time meeting with parents of, it's just beauty school. You're just a hairdresser. You're just, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that all went out the window. And I think a lot of people realize, you know, what it takes to be in this industry and how important this industry, you know, really is. So I think that that's a positive. I think that's a positive that, you know, that came out of this. So um, I know that you all have been out to the school. Um, so you all have got to see students get in front of students. And, and it's it's a hard time for them right now. Being in beauty school um, is not easy anyways. Being in beauty school during a pandemic um, is definitely not easy. Um, I know a lot of schools have switched to virtual. We are um, doing everything that we can to keep everyone in person safely. Um, so what advice do you all have? And we can even kind of just go down um, the line. What advice do you have for somebody that's in beauty school right now um, that maybe is getting a little down, getting a little frustrated, getting a little burnout? What can you tell them? Honestly, this year has been hard for anybody who's in school, period. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether beauty school, high school, middle school, university, college. It doesn't matter. It's just been an abnormal year. Mm -hmm. um, but it will pass. And it's hopefully for all of us is going to pass very fast. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe the next six months we're all going to be taking away all our masks. We're all going to be 
safe and sound. We're all going to go back to some sort of normalcy. And, and I think, you know, once we get the majority of us vaccinated, that'll be perfect. So it's only a short period. That's it. I mean, what's one year in, a life, in all our lives? I mean, honestly, you know, we, we're going to jot this to experience. It's going to make us stronger. It, all the skill we're learning, and we're learning a lot of skills right now that we're not aware of, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, once we go back to normal, then we're going to go, oh my gosh, you know, this is, was done this way. Then we're going to realize that this was a learning experience for us, and we're going to learn a lot of stuff from it. And it's going to be useful for us in our, you know, the rest of our lives, no matter how that period is for anybody. So I think just stay the course, make the best of the time you have right now, just continue your education, make it count. And then one day you're going to go, oh my gosh, I learned so much out of this that I can't even think about. Yeah. So it's going to be an experience for all of them. I'm hoping, you know, Something positive is going to come out of this. One thing for sure, we, we cooked a lot. We gained a lot of weight here <laughs> in this pandemic. And you know what? Sure. Uh, I don't want another pandemic, but I think they're cooking. <laughs> I was going to say, I have learned a few survival skills. Marmon yeah. took me to the grocery store. <laughs> They laughed at me, by the way, for the record, for everybody out there. Maybe buy all this stuff I'd never bought before. I was like, woo, I'm going to have to learn how to cook now. (laughs) So what what advice can you give to a beauty school student? I would say, um, honestly, probably, you know, when things are kind of crazy, what turns me on is art. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to bury myself in art. Mm -hmm. So... Um, even if it's not, you know, it's hard to kind of like feel like you're moving or whatever. If you just bury yourself in some type of art, really do some research, see what's happening on, you know, as far as fashion and see, um, see what's happening with, you know, TV and, and what's going on on the streets. You know, I know there was a lot of, you know, different fashion happening, people were getting, you know, just bury yourself in stuff like that. Like, really look at, like, trying new things. You know, like, I I tried cooking some new dishes, (laughs) so I did do that with a lot. But I ended up doing a lot of, like, baking. Yeah. Um, But that was kind of fun. That was an artsy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Painting. I painted my bedroom at least twice. Um, but you know, just getting, just getting busy and, and keeping myself, <laughs> keeping myself active, like, you know, and then I really got into bike riding and being outside and loving nature and, and I got my manic, I even got my dog and colored her hair and I mean, I just thought, you know what? What was happening over there? It's I'm telling you, if you're an artist and you're in school or you're in a salon or wherever you're at, to create art and to have a project makes you so happy internally. Yeah. And when you don't have things to look forward to or something that you feel like you're creating, because we we create every day with our hands. Yeah. So if you can do something like that while you're in school, I think it makes it a little more exciting and it makes the time pass by quicker 
And you start to develop skills that you don't even realize you have. And believe it or not, painting or, or doing some other type of art somehow always seems to make it into the salon. You're always going to use something that you've learned in doing hair. Yeah. And just, just being happy like that. I would say. Yeah. That's, that's really what great I would advice. Tell them to do. Yeah, I think that that's a really great tip. I think that there is just so much creative energy. Again, that was taken away a little bit when yeah. we had, you know, we all were stuck inside. And so I think that that's important. I buried her with puzzle pieces. Oh. That was my art for her. <laughs> <laughs> Puzzles? I'm going to talk after we were recording about that. It was very interesting. It's just fun. <laughs> Uh, you know what, honestly, I think they both hit on everything, but I would say the best advice I should get is just stay inspired, whether it be through fashion or music or art or whatever's happening on TV or even from the University of YouTube, mm-hmm. just find education and find inspiration mm-hmm. wherever you can. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for sitting down well, with thank me you today. Again, I'm here. so thankful for you all and so excited. So make sure you guys check us out next time. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>